Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Welcome to this special edition where we talk wines and the Giro d'Italia. We held an exceptional clubhouse room dedicated to Giro d'Italia, but it was not recorded. I know, I know, bummer. But anyways, we thought about sharing some notes about the first stages of the Giro, written and read by Mark Millen, a food, wine and travel writer, and the author of numerous books as well as magazine articles published on both sides of the Atlantic. Since these bikers will also go through Verona, the city of Vinitaly, there will be more special episodes to come. Stay tuned! Smith, while you drink, don't forget these testing tips. Hi, I'm Mark Millen, wine, food and travel author, and this is my virtual tour of Italy, following the Giro d'Italia 2021 in my mind, on a bike, with wine glass in hand. The three-week-long stage race, the first of this year's Grand Tours, began last Saturday in Torino with a short 8.6-kilometer prologue in which all 183 riders from 23 teams took turns to ride as fast as they could on a circuit along the Po River. The fastest would be the first this year to wear the coveted Malia Rosa, the pink jersey. Here are my reports for the first three days. Stage 1. Torino, Torino, 8.6 kilometers. Today, the start of the Giro d'Italia 2021 is just an aperitivo to the sumptuous banquet of cycling to follow over the coming three weeks. The route is dead flat and the riders, each setting out individually in this time trial, will be looking to complete the course in something around the 10-minute mark or less. Hardly time even to break into a sweat. The stage winner will proudly wear the Malia Rosa, but everyone knows that this is a phony war, and the real contenders will only emerge in the days to follow. No matter. The race will be underway, and there's no need to rush. I'll imagine myself, then, heading into the city center of this lovely Baroque city, Italy's first capital in 1861, to sit out under the arcades and enjoy aperitivo. Not a glass of wine just yet, but rather in this city of Bermuth, a Negroni sbagliato equal measures of Carpano, Antico, Vermouth, and Campari, topped up with, instead of gin, bollicine, bubbles. Just about any sort will do, as freshness and vivacity is the key. But out of choice, perhaps a metodo classico from Alta Langa, such as Fontana Fredda's Contessa Rosa, named in honor of the mistress to the first king of Italy, Vittorio Emanuele II, sitting out under Turin's arches, maybe helping myself to an aperitivo plate of peppers bathed in bagna cauda, a slice of vitello tonato, a crostino topped with carne cruda albese. Wouldn't that just be wonderful? We can but dream. Meanwhile, it's raining here in England, and I'm drinking a cup of tea. Stage 2. Nicolino Novara 179 kilometers. Yesterday's prologue was certainly 
fast and furious. Blink an eye and you would have missed it entirely. It took the young and talented Italian, Filippo Ganna, who rides for the British team, Ineos Grenadiers, a mere 8 minutes 47 seconds to complete the 8.6-kilometer course, a full 10 seconds faster than the second rider, another Italian, Eduardo Affini. Ten seconds on such a short circuit is an eternity. For his efforts, Ganna earned the right to wear the coveted Maglia Rosa, as well as the Maglia Ciclamino for points award and the Maglia Bianca for best young rider. That's a lot of Maglie. Still, when it comes to cycling Palmares, you can never have too many awards. Will young Filippo still be in pink this evening? His main rivals are further back on GC. That's general classification. And so he might well be able to hold out. We'll see. Today is definitely a classic day for the flat earthers. Those power sprinters who can ride 177 kilometers at pace and then in the final two kilometers or so ratchet up the watts to a frightening testosterone-fueled output, keeping in the lead-out slipstream until just the right moment, popping out, throwing their bikes right or left, elbows out to jockey into position to finally propel themselves over the finish line in Novara. Today's ride from the outskirts of Torino takes the riders first south into the province of Asti. Maybe time to snatch a quick glass of Grignolino? Nothing too impegnativo, for there's work to be done. Before heading back north and past the rice paddies of Vericelli, will it be calm and clear enough today for the snow-covered Alps to be reflected in the still waters of the rice fields? The final frantic powerhouse finish will be in Novara, so if you're a spectator, make sure and stand clear. Anything literally can happen. I'm hungry and a little exhausted just thinking about the effort required for such a power stage. And this is only day two. A risottino is in order, made with carnaroli rice from those rice fields the peloton will have cycled past today, perhaps with asparagi since it's the season. Then something more substantial to fortify for the rigors that lie ahead. Prezzato alla spana, fassone beef braised in spana wine. Spana, the name for Nebbiolo in Alto Piemonte, is used to produce both straightforward spana as well as a host of more prestigious wines that are too rarely encountered outside the zones of production, such as Gattinara, Faro, Sizzano, Gemme. Too much choice, too little time. I'm opting for a glass, now make it a bottle of Gemme. At best, an elegant northern Piedmont expression of the great Nebbiolo grape. Stage 3. Biella Canale. 190 kilometers. Cycling, like wine, only gets interesting where the hills start. But at least flat stages at the start of a grand tour do at least get the whole circus underway. And it is a circus. A real spectacolo. It's always a beautiful sight to see the whole peloton, some 180 riders, all riding along at pace as if a single unit for most of the day. Not much seems to be happening. But the backdrop to it all is the always beautiful Italian countryside and the towns and villages passed along the way. Yesterday, the real race only really started in the final five kilometers that led into Novara as the tempo increased to something around an astonishing 65 kilometers an hour, finally exploding into an eyeballs-out power to the finish by the strongmen. 
unexpectedly, Belgian Tim Merlier of Team Alpacine Phoenix, making its Grand Tour debut, took to the front with 250 meters still to go and was powerful enough to hold off Italian favorites Giacomo Nizzolo and Elia Viviani to take his first Grand Tour stage win. Today's tappa, from Biella to Canale, could well be called a wine stage, as it passes through a number of Piedmont's wine regions, both prestigious and less well-known. Lessona, from the wine hills just outside of Biella, and Bramaterra, are two more Alto Piemonte reds, produced primarily from Spana, sometimes with the addition of Vespolina or Uvarara, to temper the naturally high acidity and tannin that Nebbiolo and all its many manifestations always has. White Erba Luce is also cultivated within the Biella district to make a dry still wine that is usually crisp and fresh in style, though sweet pasito versions are also made by some producers. Today's route then heads south to Asti and over its wine hills, cultivated primarily with Barbera for reds and Cortese for whites. Canelli and the Belbo Valley come next, dedicated exclusively and intensively to the cultivation of Moscato Bianco for the delightful, fresh, grapey and low in alcohol wines such as Moscato d'Asti and fully sparkling Asti Spumante, a wine that should most definitely not be scorned. Finally, the cyclists will climb over the wine hills again, passing through Alba, one of the great wine capitals of the world, and the capital of three wine regions here, Barolo, Barbaresco and Roero, before crossing the Tanaro and over the wine hills of Ruero to finish at Canale. So many wonderful wines. What then to drink tonight? Since we're in Canale, it could be a Ruero Rosso, normally a somewhat lighter expression of Nebbiolo than the classic Barolo and Barbaresco wines of Lelange. But after another long day in the virtual saddle, I'm looking forward to getting stuck into something refreshing, yet also structured. One of my favorite Italian whites. Arnais. It's fascinating to think that this characterful, varietal, and many other wonderful Italian grape varieties, I'm thinking of Fiano, Falangina, Pecorino, Recantina, Dorona for starters, had almost been allowed to disappear. It was only through the heroic efforts of visionary wine growers that saved them all for us to enjoy today. Arnais had traditionally been grown here and there in Roero and used to blend with Nebbiolo to make a lighter style of red. Bruno Ceretto saw its potential to create a high-quality white in its own right and the fabulous Arnais Blanger with its elegant bottle and cut-out label brought it to the world's attention in the 1980s. Arnais has gone from strength to strength ever since, now producing one of Piedmont's most popular dry-still wines. I love Arnais, Blanger certainly, and also wines produced by Malvira, amongst other producers. Never high in acid, it displays clean, pure fruit, pears, white peaches, and has structure, intensity, purity, that texture in the mouth that is such an important feature of Italian whites. Arnais is a wine that is beautiful to drink on its own, and which also goes so well with the foods of the region. We're in Roero, so what to eat? I fancy a primo of Tayarin pasta, made only with flour and egg yolks, nothing else, hand-rolled and cut, as is done here in restaurants and in homes alike. 
either served with a simple sugo pomodoro or else bathed in just sweet unsalted butter and lots of grana padano for secondo a plate of grigio di carmagnola a particularly succulent local breed of rabbit delicious braised in arnais wine the osteria di bocon divino in bra often has this on the menu and i can never resist it perhaps with a contorno of cardi gobbi di nizza monferrato the tender white cardoons boiled and baked with more grana padano and why not since calories aren't a problem when you're cycling more than a hundred and fifty kilometers a day even if just in my mind to finish with another favorite i can never resist wobbly chocolatey sweet brunette i guess that should just about set me up for tomorrow's virtual ride for the giro continues relentlessly as it will over the next three weeks as we leave piemonte tomorrow and head into emilia romagna a domani